Welcome to this bonus episode of the Olive Podcast. Each week we ask our favourite chefs, cookie writers and characters from the food scene to reveal their top three cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts to help make your time in the kitchen truly effortless. Hi, I'm back again with Jeremy Pang and he's going to share his top three kitchen hacks and cheats with us. Uh, what do you have for us today, Jeremy? Okay, I, I mean, I still don't understand what a hack is, to be honest. But um, <laughs> it's uh, just a new, but, it's just but... a new word that we use. For... <laughs> it's like a cheat and a shortcut. Know, it seems, it's all the same thing. Just, it seems quite mean and sort of dangerous. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Um, but but you know, I get it. It's it's the quick things yeah. that I I, I I sort of always yeah. do in the kitchen. Um, the first one it, you we might have seen me do before, but. Um, is is dunking gar- gar- cloves of garlic quickly into sort of water or under the tap before peeling them? Um, and so you, what you do is you dunk it under the tap, yeah. uh, and then you get. I, I I mean I use a yeah. cleaver for most of my cooking, so I then just bash my garlic um, after it's been wet a little, and then you take the tip of the the clove and you just flick it. And if you flick it, um, it just pours oh, really? out um and and the reason why it does that is because garlic um cloves have this sort of waxy membrane between well around the clove mm. between the skin and the water just the water droplets sit on that waxy membrane and help the the, the skin come so it off doesn't easier. have to be boiling hot water it's just water no no oh literally just one quick dunk in some cold water oh, okay. and then give it a bash and flick. i thought you were talking about blanching but you're just literally talking about the yeah no it's a dunk Bash, flip. (laughs) I like that. Talk to us about that cleaver because it's a little bit, for me, like cleavers are a bit, I I look like I'm going to take a finger off with it. Is it just something that you get used to? The sort of... Yeah. And it doesn't take long to get used to it at all. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, all of our classes at School of What, we, we, I think the first like 15 minutes are on knife skills. And and it's essentially going, don't be scared of this. Um, there are specific ways of keeping yourself safe, yeah. no matter whether you're using a cleaver or a, a, a normal Western chef's knife. So you, the first thing is that you've got two hands for good reason, uh, and that is uh, I'm right-handed, so my left hand, my non-dominant hand is my crab, mm. and my three fingers in the mm. middle on my front legs, uh, and my little finger and my thumb and my back legs. And my back legs never go in front of my front legs after you chop them <laughs> off. Okay, All right, so... So we always explain that. And then it's a crab because my legs are always bent, yeah. right? Um, and usually I say what, what you use, the, most chefs use their, their top knuckles yeah. as the sort of guide to the cleaver, to mm. the knife, um, so that you don't hurt yourself, right? So that's your crab. And then the second thing is obviously your knife hand, your dominant hand, and you, you pick up. And usually I would say that I, I hold my cleaver with my sort of knuckle and my thumb mm. just over the top part of the handle um not like at the back of the handle at the top the the front of the handle and so it's kind of there to like maneuver the knife um and have full control over the knife a lot of people put their index finger over the top of the knife uh, blade uh, on um, but i find that that sort of restricts everything and makes you quite Mm. tight and sort of stressed um so so if you've got that position right then it's about the um surface area of the cleaver and what that does is firstly the surface the large surface area of a cleaver versus a western knife um is that you can bash things with it and you can pick lots of things up with it um whereas a western knife you can't because it's got less surface area 
The second thing about that is that because of the surface area, it tends to, a cleaver tends to have your hand and your wrist sitting slightly higher than a Western mm. chef knife. With that in mind, it means that there's less bending of your wrist when you're slicing stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get, I can, I can feel Does that. that. Yeah, just, just yeah. by mimicking the what you were saying, you know, and you've got a bit more yes. control over those that fine slicing that you always do. Yeah, I might, I might. Right. So in theory, it should become less tiring yeah. because you're moving your wrist less than you would with a shorter ni- knife. Yeah. Well, that, I, I mean, that that was an extra bonus pack shortcut <laughs> and a great tip there. But I might go and check out those cleavers. Um, yeah, your yeah. second... Not much of a shortcut, more yeah, of a yeah, lesson. Yeah. But yeah, enjoyed um, that. Um, what about no- but yeah, if, if if that's considered a hack, then so be it. <laughs> an extra hack there. <laughs> um, so what have we got for number two, which is again a bit more knife skillsy? Yeah, number two. Uh, there are there are lots of things that are bashable with a cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> um, ginger and prawns being two very good examples. Mm. Essentially, things that are like fibrous. Yeah can easily be bashed <laughs> and and the reason why this is a hack is because you get you can get to a rough chop or a fine chop much quicker mm. if you can bash it first <laughs> um and so if you once you've peeled your yeah. ginger if you have like a, a a chunk of ginger and then you just literally get all your stress out by bashing yeah. that ginger with the flat part of your cleaver then it will just sort of like completely bash into like oblivion sort and smash break into up the lots fibers, of fine little yeah, pieces. And then you can chop yeah, it. And it breaks, yeah, it breaks up the fibers and you just have one quick chop over the top and you've got finely chopped And could, if people don't have a cleaver, they can just use a big knife or I guess even a, a rolling you can, pin or something. Yeah you, you can, yeah, you can use a big knife, but a rolling pin probably would yeah. be better. And so give it a really big it, whack. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A 20 centimetre chef knife, no. I'd be... I'd find that a bit tedious because it might just ping everywhere and you're more likely to cut yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love the name of your number three, the wok clock. Can you t- <laughs> yeah. can can you Yeah. T- I mean the the wok clock has become <laughs> pretty famous and popular over the last ten years. I it it, it it was actually my business partner who coined the term yeah. because I was teaching people from the start that round plates are really mm. good for um, organizing yourself in a kitchen. And so especially when you're doing stir frying yeah. or wok cooking, like when, you, when you're doing wok cooking, the hardest part of perfecting it is how quickly it should happen um, and learning how to sort of maneuver your fire. So everything needs to be really organized. Essentially, the wok clock is like our version of your mise en place, mm. but your it's a way of w- preparing your ingredients in a clear and organized manner. Where once you've chopped one thing, you 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 should start with what is going to go first into your wok or into your pan or whatever you're using to cook, and and once you've got that first ingredient in, then you might have your harder vegetables like your carrots or your onions or your um, your peppers or whatever it might be. And then comes in your meat that you don't want to overcook, but you want to sear nicely, etc. And then your sauce goes last. And then you've got your wok clock of ingredients right in front of you. And your recipe's there in front of you. You don't have to keep mm. flicking through your books 
as much as we want you to buy my books, <laughs> like, you know, uh, you, you still, you, you, there's no faff. Yeah. It means that you, once you've read the recipe, you set your what clock up. You don't have to go back so you're just to it because your recipe's right in front of you. following the clock yeah. around and adding and adding. Correct. Thank you so much for all of those tips and for the extra bonus tips as well. <laughs> Thanks again for coming to chat to us today, Jeremy. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.